Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. This is Barbara Gahn-Mueller. I am so delighted you're here to watch this Peace Podcast. As you know, our goal is peace, happiness, and mutually assured survival, which encompasses ending war, including bringing peace to our planet. And today, as I have been in this pre-interview with David Gerson, I have said to myself, he's the missing link. I have written 7,500 Ideas with Robert. I've written the book on revolutionary conversation. And why is the world still not in this peace zone? Peace. I have behind me peace is possible and I believe it. So as I talk to him, I realize you are in for the missing piece to peace. Let me introduce David Gershon, founder and CEO of Empowerment Institute, He's been called the number one expert on social change. He has dedicated his life to empowering humanity to believe we can create the world of our dreams, designing the strategies and tools to help us make that a reality. Based on decades of empowerment and transformative social change experience, he created a bold peace plan called Peace on Earth by 2030. With two transformative change tools, a peace game and peace zones on earth. The strategy is built upon his experience in 1986 for the first earth run with UNICEF in which 25 million people and 45 heads of states and 62 countries participated in passing the torch of peace around the world for the Olympics. And this is what really got me. Wherever that torch was, the world was united as one and wars ended in that zone. He's the author of 12 books, including the award-winning Social Change 2.0. And this book, as I read it on Amazon, is the way you can bring yourself to realize you, you are the change within ourselves and our communities. And you are the foundation for changing our institutions, not the other way around. And with that, aren't you excited that now you get to hear the real reason why he's here? To help us all begin to see that peace is possible. Well, David, I'm just delighted you're here. And I would love to ask you the question, what are you most proud of? But I don't know if you have time to tell us all of that. But with that, I say, David Gershon, you are an honor, honored guest, and our Peace Podcast people are excited to meet you. Thank you. Barbara, thank you. I'll share you what I'm most proud of, uh, share with you and the community. I love that question. I have, through my entire life, always maintained hope, and I've been a faith keeper for humanity and our future and our possibilities. So that's what I'm proud of. I'm proud of that too. You know, think about it. What you have done to create this wonderful peace on earth by 2030. All my friends are members. I mean, I'm talking 
Tammy, I'm talking Tez, I'm talking David. I'm you know, I could go and give you a litany of all the people have the faith that we can do it by 2030. So let's get to the basics. What, how would you describe this peace plan that you have created for 2030? Well, a lot of my work boils down to a simple question. How do you get a lot of people to adopt new behaviors that can create the kind of change we wish in the world? And what we learned from our first Earthrun experience in 1986 were that seven strategies emerged that enabled wars to stop wherever the torch of peace went. What I did was to distill those seven strategies into seven actions. And then I built a game around it that allows people to learn these actions, adopt these new behaviors, and apply them in their lives. So when you play the peace game, you aren't just doing something internal or external. When you learn how to cooperate for the common good, for example, one of the actions on cooperation or on oneness to befriend the other, reach out to those who you would not normally speak to because they are so different from you ideologically or spiritually or politically or ethnically or racially. You're transforming yourself, but you're transforming the world around you. So the game is your life and your life transforms. And then it diffuses out from the players of the game to the people in their life, to the people in their lives. And that's the diffusion process. And so far, um, and, and I would add, this is built on not just those seven strategies, but my four decades of work on empowerment. Our Empowerment Institute is built around the notion that we can envision and create what we want in our world. And it grows out of a, of, of a, a worldview, which we call second order change, which probably would be useful to build as a context for some of this, because in order to create change, we need to have a theory of change of why we think change can happen. If we don't have a, a theory and we don't test it, we don't know if we have anything of value. So there's a very profound theory of change that we're building this upon. We call it second order change. Um, so maybe I should start with that, Barbara, because that's going to take us to the deepest level and then we can unpack more of the details. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. You know, you're saying things that um, came up in your recent conversation um, on the 29th, if I'm not mistaken, and many people were there. And you said you had these empowerment, cooperation, oneness, abundance, all of these fabulous I don't know, attributes that we all aim for, right? But it was it boiled down to vision. And that was the one, that's the one that I thought if we have a vision, it empowers us. It just keeps you going. You never get old. Um, you just you're empowered by your vision and, and it drives you. So why don't we start with that and then bring in the last component you talked about before I started to get enthusiastic about everything you said. Well. So yeah, so let me let me build a social change framework and then we'll get into some of the different uh, elements of the seven actions and then we'll get into some of the, the specifics of how it will diffuse. So from the social change point of view, a, the world is a function of many social systems, healthcare, education, political, financial. We organize civilization in social systems. 
Those social systems are deeply stressed now for many reasons. Many perturbations are occurring as a result of those stresses. When those perturbations occur, the social system starts to become unstable from that which keeps it in place, becomes unmoored and breaks down or becomes marginally functional. The political system in Washington is an example of a social system that is breaking down or broken down. When a social system becomes unmoored from that which keeps it in place and breaks down, it can also break through to a higher level of performance and social value. And that's called second order change. And the book I wrote, Social Change 2.0, is how to do second order change. The Peace on Earth by 2030 initiative is a second order change peace initiative. Hmm. Let me explain it in relationship to first order change and first order change peace initiatives. So we can build a context before I go into a lot of the details. So first order change has four core strategies and we will know them because this is how most change agents operate. The first is trying to pass laws or treaties if you're at the international level. So command and control. The second is financial incentives or disincentives. So paying someone to change. The first one's forcing someone to change. The third one is awareness campaigns, telling someone the right thing to do. If they just knew, they would act. And we know from our experience, we know many things that we don't act on. So awareness doesn't change behavior by itself. And the fourth is protest, which basically is to cajole those in positions of leadership and then eventually hope that they will further one or more of those other three. And it's kind of a, a vicious cycle where you're not really getting any movement happening. And what happens when you have a second order change problem, which is basically what peace is and climate and many of these other transformations that are required on the planet, and you're trying to solve them with first order change tools and solutions, there's a disconnect because they're not getting traction. Mm -hmm. And then people throw in the towel and they wonder why things are not changing. But if you can't get people to change in these other ways, what's left is empowering people to want to change. Mm -hmm. And what empowers people to want to change is a compelling vision of the possible, peace on earth by 2030, mm -hmm. and the means to enable that peace game, peace on earth zones in your community. So when you have a vision that's pulling you, then people go towards it because they want it and their quality of life improves and the quality of their community improves and everything around them improves. So this is a, a different approach to peace. In Rotary, I think you have a term called positive peace. This is uh, really fleshing out that idea, but it's more than just positive peace. It's actually a very coherent empowerment understanding of why people change and how to get them to change. So that's how the theory of change works in the game. And it also is premised upon a very core idea, which is that peace begins in the hearts and minds of people, as UNESCO has stated in their charter. And so how do you empower people to tap into what's already in their hearts and minds. And John Lennon said so beautifully in his song, Imagine, that's what we want. So it's not that hard to give people what they want. It's just been a process of learning how to design it and then scale it. Design it and they shall come. That's my theory. 
But first, we have to empower them to believe it's possible. And that's why I'm so excited about you're creating these peace zones. You're talking about people who are in the zone of peace. I don't know if it's a physical zone or if it's just a, a combination of people and love and vision. I'd love you to talk more about the zones. Yes. So when you play the peace game, you play seven actions. It's done over uh, nine meetings. Nine meetings? Nine meetings, nine two-hour meetings. The next game starts January 17th. It goes through March 20th. Okay. Meet as a team of three, and that's your support team, and you go on a journey. That's what the team is. Tammy asked me to be on her team, yeah. and I said, yes, well, I thought I was going to have 25 people on the team, but it's a team of three. Team of three. That's your peace team. And that's the team you go on the journey with and you go on, play the game with. And the first action, so I'm going to tell you the actions and then I'll tell you how the Peace Center of Sun grows out of those actions, is on empowerment. And that action is really building the personal agency to believe we can have the kind of impact that we desire and to give yourself the agency to start to give your, the best you can to the game. So when you play, you're giving it your very best effort. You're working what we call your growing edge. You're moving out of your comfort zone. So that's the first action. And it grows you as a person so that you step into the game fully capable of producing the best result for yourself in the world. The second action is on oneness. And that action is really about, as I said earlier, before we started the interview, befriending the other, that person who you would reject, but who... If you open your heart, you find there's something there beyond that which separates you and which you are tending to project onto them often from your own biases, be that ideological, be it racial, ethnic, whatever it might be, religious. Um, so that takes you out of your comfort zone rather quickly. And you discover those plate, those people in those places. And they may not even be that complicated. They might just be someone you wouldn't speak to because you're too busy like me, you know, saving the world. And I might not speak to the person who's coming to my house and doing this beautiful work to help make my house look more beautiful. So, or someone I pass on the street because I'm too in my thoughts. So it's lots of levels. The third action is on unity, which is moving people from division to that which we celebrate in, in common with one another. Um, so looking to share and honor our common humanity seeing the world through a different lens than we often do. The fourth one's on cooperation, and that's looking to cooperate for the common good with others who you might not cooperate with or you're not cooperating with very well. That moves us out of competition to cooperation. The fifth one's on abundance, which is really blessing the peacemakers by offering your time or your resources to support peace initiatives that are furthering one or more of these peace strategies befriending the other, celebrating our common humanity, and um, and um, cooperating for the common good. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of initiatives you want to support with your time and your resources. And you also step into a place of generosity. So you move out of that scarcity mentality when you start to give of yourself or your resources. The sixth one's on love. And this is about praying for and visualizing the power of our thought and intention, peace on earth by 2030, peace in the places that needed in the world, peace for the people who need it in the world. 
So it's an interaction. And the seventh one is on faith. So faith in yourself, humanity, our future, and the possibility for peace on earth by 2030 by reaching out and engaging others to play the peace game. The goal is for everyone who plays the game to engage two more people to play the peace game. When you do that, you have exponential growth. The goal is 50 million players, excuse me, 40 million players. That's one half of 1%. That's a tipping point for humanity. And if everyone playing the game does that one act of playing the game and then reaching out to two, we get there somewhere around 27 or 28 of this decade. Um, and we also want to create 10,000 Peace on Earth Psalms where these actions are practiced and where they create the fertile soil, not just to create peace, but peace is the foundation for all other change we wish to achieve in those Peace on Earth Psalms. So I'm I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, wow, I want to play the peace game. What's the next step? Uh, the next step would go would be go to peace2030.earth and slash events, peace2030.earth slash events. And then you would register um, for the game. You'll see January 17th come up among the upcoming events and then you register and then you're in. And ideally you would wanna bring two people along with you to play with you. If you don't have those two people, we can find two people for you that don't have already a team formed. So in other words, since Tammy invited me to be on her team and so there's one other person. So that would be one of the teams that are in these peace zones. And then when we quit- Well, not peace zones, you're just playing the peace game. Peace but game, sorry. We wanted to actually create a peace on our zone somewhere. That would be the next step. I got you. So I play the peace game and I'm a part of three. Does this take the whole nine yards from January 17th to March 20th? Or do we bring in new people as we go along? Or do we start- You, you bring in new people at the end of the game. And that's the okay. action, which is the seventh action. But along the way, you're identifying people who are candidates to be brought in. And so when you're befriending the other, like someone I was speaking to yesterday, she said, the people that I would never speak to are now ready to play the game. They were so transformed by my reaching out to them, they want to play the peace game. When you're cooperating for the common good, those are the people that you might end up having play the peace game. So as you're playing the game, you're also in discovering who are the right people for the next round of the game that are coming out of your network. Doesn't that just sound like something you want to jump into right now and go to peace2030.earth? Because it allows you to be part of something bigger than yourself. And that's really important. Um, I'll never forget when the astronauts finally circled the moon and they said, when they got on the dark side and then all of a sudden earth rising was in their visual sphere, earth rising. And that's the name of a video. If you have not seen earth rising, go to YouTube and watch this fabulous earth rising. We are one earth. And I'll never forget Berman saying to his wife, I couldn't believe it. The darkness was gone as I saw this giant blue marble. And I had the privilege of knowing this couple. I had the privilege of hearing these words. My 
experience base has created a well of wisdom as with David Gershon. He has a well of wisdom and he's sharing that well of wisdom with you so that you can become a, what can I call them? What are we calling these ambassadors? Are we calling them peace? When you go through all seven actions and you've, and it's game. So there's a bronze, silver, and gold level of play. And you decide the level that you want to play at. And you've completed all of the actions, at least the bronze level, then you become a dream keeper. A dream keeper. A dream keeper is someone who believes that peace on earth by 2030 is possible and is building the field around that belief, along with many other millions of people, and is willing to practice these seven peace actions to bring it into reality. It's beautiful. I love the word dream. You know, Robert and I have the bench of dreams and we have installed them in places all around the world. We would find a bench and we carry these little plaques with it. Oh, lovely. And we would put the little plaques on these benches for the bench of dreams. And you know, we didn't have to say much. They got it. This is a bench where my dreams can materialize. And this started in Costa Rica near the University of Pata La Paz and our little finca in Costa Rica. And this was just a 25 foot piece of wood. And it was looking out over the terrain, looking at green grass and looking at cows munching away and looking at earth as it could be. And so we kept that piece of property in Costa Rica because I want our grandchildren to see property that has not been harmed by man's intervention. We have left it be what it is. Hectares of beautiful grass and green possibilities. Well, these elder hostels would visit and they'd all sit on the bench of dreams. And I would see these tears coming down, the dreams that they didn't materialize. And Robert would say, I see you're crying, why? You are alive. This is your time to bring your dreams to reality. Well, we didn't stop at that. We had a little box of stones, beautiful stones. And we said, pick up two stones. You put one in one hand and one in the other and close your eyes and see your dream. And when you feel it so strong, throw one stone to the earth so the earth will remember. Then take your other stone home with you. And one day I'm sitting in the delegates lounge in the United Nations and in comes the ambassador from Costa Rica. And she says to Robert and I, what I have in my purse? Well, we didn't know what she had in her purse. She opened it up and she took out her stone. This is my dream for peace. And I have carried it with me ever since I was on your finca on that old wooden bench. And my dream is what I work on. It's my vision. And so we put these benches of dreams. And you know, David, you're shaking your head as I shake my head when I listen to you. We're the dreamers. We need to be the dreamers. And we need to materialize our dreams. When my grandfather said to me, you're going to be a peacemaker, Barbara. And I said, Grandpa, I'm so young. Yes, but then you're like me. I'm crying in my eyes too. And my grandfather always said, just look at all the years you're going to have to be a peacemaker. Well, you know, you just don't become a peacemaker. You have to have people around you nurturing you. That's why I love your peace on earth by 2030. We nurture each other. We support each other. We believe we can do it. That's all I have to say, except thank you. Thank you for letting me dream with you. You're welcome. And thank you for inspiring me 
at, with the emotion of appreciating this beautiful ceremony with the rocks. I think we want to figure out how to integrate that into the game somewhere. So let's talk about that along the way. Well, you know, Tessa Kaya came to me and she said, Barbara, I think we should have a bench of dreams by every peace bench. And you know, there are thousands of 300,000 peace bench, peace poles around the world. And she said, if we put a peace dream bench next to each of those poles and people are dreaming their dreams. So David, that's kind of a physical thing we might be able to do. You and I, as we have this. Well, do we have time for one more story? Absolutely. You, you know what? I always say this is a 20 minute conversation and sometimes it goes longer and people say, thank you. I wanted to hear more. So thank you, David. They probably want to hear more. Well, I want to talk about a vision that is a part of the Peace on Earth by 2030 initiative. And that's called the Global Peace Grid. So the Global Peace Grid is to activate the 250,000 peace poles across the world and to invite everyone who plays the game, the millions of people who will be playing the game to plant a peace pole and then to interweave them as a global peace grid and then to infuse it with intention and then to implant a peace pole at the heart of every peace on earth song and to build a sanctuary around it and to then now have a peace bench um, as part of the sanctuary, but really anchoring the spiritual impulse as the heart of every peace on earth song and also to geotag these peace poles, which makes them operable by virtue of your smartphone, and then create little torch peace peace torch peace relays, <laughs> peace torch relays through these communities uh -huh. where they go from peace pole to peace pole. So a whole ritual and ceremony and archetype and sort of talismans with these peace poles and the and the torches as a part of the energy field that we build around the game and the peace on our zones. Now you see why I'm so excited about having David Gershon on this peace podcast. Did you hear his plan, his vision, his dream? And it's our dream as a mother, as a father, as a human being on this blue marble, as we look around and we fall back in love with our earth. That's what's going to save us. One of his seven principles that he mentioned was love. He talked about love he talked about cooperation but it's love that always keeps me going it's my heart that keeps me strong because i want to love the earth and i want to love all the people in it and i love david gershon and he's my new friend my new lifelong buddy and so with that david what would you like the minimum for each person to do i know you've encouraged people to be part of the solution by paying the peace game and considering being on the peace on earth zone but what a minimum what would you like us to i would say my, my parting words are um peace on earth by 2030 is possible we can accelerate this timeline for humanity if we choose to and we stake a peace pole, if you will, in the future and say, we can do this. And if enough people say yes, it happens. We know how to do this now. We just need people to say yes. So I would love you to say yes to play the peace game, but I'd also love you to just be one of our people holding the intention that it's possible and be building that field with us 
because there is this power when a collective group of people hold an intention to change the whole dynamic. Some people call it a morphogenetic field. We can do that. So that would be my minimum request. If this was not something that you considered possible before today, open your heart and mind to it. Pray with us each day to see this come to reality. Peace on Earth 2030 is my dream. I want it to happen sooner, and I'm sure it can with your your methodology and your amazing background. You know, when I said, I'm introducing David Gershon today, he is the future and founder of Empowerment Institute. He has been called the number one expert on social change. And you know, I think that is the best way I could describe him, dedicating his life to empowering us to believe we can create the world of our dreams. And with that, I thank you for joining us today. I am closing this peace podcast with tears in my eyes because I have found somebody who is going to take our ideas and together we will create the peace our planet needs. Be sure you invite a friend to listen today because you may want that friend to be on your peace team. One never knows where this will take you. But always bring a friend with you when you're watching these podcasts so you can have a conversation for peace. And with that, I bless you. I thank you. And you remember, we have 121 podcasts, so you're never going to be bored. And with that, may peace prevail on earth. Thank you, David. Thank you.